Welcome to Regulars Anonymous. With host, Zachary Landry. Sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store. And hearing what they have to say. Chicken? That's a good place to start. Yeah, That's a good place to start. It's a pretty good all-you-can-eat chicken place up north there. It's like Korean chicken. All-you-can-eat fried chicken. So I went there with my with my buddy the other day. I was supposed to bring him, but I didn't. Yeah, I got the invite and then didn't go. Yeah. Why didn't you go? Well, he invited me a few days prior and then forgot to give me the heads up the day of. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. When the ADHD <laughs> kicks in, it's... That's a bad thing. It's fucking over, man. Yeah, yeah. Can we but, swear in this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> That'd be super strange if you it would be. It would be strange. I'd just swear anyways. You gotta be nice. Rated G podcast. Yeah. They exist. Uh, for kids? I don't know your client. Christians? I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. But someone seems to be fucking showing up all the time, so... Well, so what's Korean barbecue all about? Like, you said well, it's, it's like not fried chicken? Like, what's the difference between Korean barbecue and Kentucky fried chicken? So that... I don't know. This place, it, it, it has to do with, like, the batter on the outside of the chicken. And then it's the sauces. The dipping sauces. And the fact that the chef is Korean. <laughs> so if a Korean dude's working at KFC, can... <laughs> no. no, 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 no. He's an actual. He's an actual chef. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are you gonna like name drop the place at all? I don't remember the name of the place. Okay, uh, it's just I on the north figured. end of town. Oh, uh, local Crawfel House. That's what it's called. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they have like waffles and stuff there. But on Tuesdays, all you can eat chicken. All you can eat chicken. That's. But here's how they get you. Okay. okay. So. They give you your initial platter, and there's like four or five huge pieces of chicken on this platter. And then they say, okay, so it's 20 bucks. You get your all-you-can-eat chicken, and they bring you another basket. But for every piece that you don't eat, you got to pay three bucks, right? So the basket that they bring you is fucking huge. <laughs> Loaded just, with chicken, yeah. eh? Yeah, so the second basket's like, this guy's not going to eat it. He's going to pay us all this extra money. <laughs> We ate it. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, ate every fucking bite. And then she comes by again and goes, another basket? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> every piece out of that one would have been six bucks out of the second basket. Yeah, easily. easily. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's how. That's definitely how they get you. They bring you that big second basket. But... Yeah, it's a strange sell. All you can eat chicken. You don't really hear about that at all. Ever. They don't advertise it. I found it on a random that's, Facebook group. It's probably a good call. Yeah. Can't go wrong. There's got to be a handful of Reikis out there that'll go and polish off a basket, no problem, eh? Two baskets. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if there's many of me. You could do it. Do you have a favorite place to eat while you're on the road? Oh. There's a long-running joke in in our bands. It's a, it's a couple of burgers. You get a couple of burgers in you. So, Burger King's a pretty good go-to. <laughs> Burger King's a pretty Staple. good go-to. Yeah, yes, well, because beautiful. they have that combo. Holy the King fuck. deal. We're just gonna talk about food. The King deal. Well, we start somewhere. <laughs> Six ninety-nine, seven ninety-nine. Have you know you know the King deal? Have you noticed that in other Burger Kings, it's different prices? 
No. Some of them is like six ninety nine. Some of them it's six forty nine. Some of them it's seven ninety nine. I don't think I've ever ate at Burger King at multiple places <laughs> that often to take take note. Well, <laughs> all right, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Go to King Deal. Throw some fucking flame sauce on there, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's probably the go-to. Yeah, I guess. Fuck it, let's just keep talking about food. Yeah. What was the first food you ever ate? The first food I ever <laughs> ate? Yeah. <laughs> what Jeez, was it? I, I sure can't remember that one. Was it breast milk? I would assume, I would assume so. <laughs> Holy. Pretty sure that's what mine was. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably what it was. Okay. If it wasn't, that would explain some things. What would it explain? <laughs> Go yeah. on. Say it. Well, how fucked up you are. Oh, fair <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Right. No normalcy on that side of the couch. And there's, there is on that side? I'm calling the kettle black here, man. I'm just counting down <laughs> like the minutes till we end up arguing. That's, that's like almost... <laughs> Like bound to happen it's at some be, point. Good content. Good content. Yeah, well, how do I feel like this is going to turn into an episode of Doctor Phil? <laughs> oh man, we got a lot to talk about. Where do you want to start? It's not like that messed up, but yeah, I feel like it, we got some unsolved mysteries for sure. The arguments, <laughs> the arguments start, and then everybody else gets annoyed but us. And that's the problem. It's like nobody wants to listen to me and you talk because it just turns into a stupid argument like every time. Agreed. What's the, uh, what the last thing you argued about? Pizza? Pizza. No. <laughs> Double kick, actually. Double kick. Double that's kick. Right. That was the... Oh, we got, we got the sag going on over here. Yeah, we'll make it work. Perfect. Yeah, no, I keep hounding him to use a double kick in the band. And it's and it's a, a hard no every single time. So do you have a double kick or you just run in single? Always single. I don't like double kicks. Okay. They're um they t- they take away they take away from what I'm trying to do as a musician. You don't think that at some point they could add? He doesn't want to accept that at some point it could add. No, it's not like that at all. Here comes the argument. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could. But um, I'm so caught up in my own head listening to drummers that I respect who use double kicks and do things that I wish I could do with a double kick. But I put so much time and energy in practicing things that I think I can utilize in my projects as opposed to working on something else. It'd be starting from, it'd be basically starting from the beginning for me, right? Yeah. For double kicks. Cause I haven't used one since I was listening to Lamb of God in the eighth grade, right? And trying to do what Chris Adler was doing and failing miserably and then getting into punk music. And I just don't think I'd be able to do them justice without putting an insane amount of work into it. Yeah. Which is appropriate, and I think something that it's almost the inverse where guys who start playing drums at a young age and they want the double kicks, they rely too heavily on them. I think so. And then they start dropping their skit. They don't want to put the time into the other skills. For sure. Right? So unless you're a well-rounded drummer, then it, it I find them 
depending on the project, hard to do tastefully. Agreed. Because it seems like a lot of guys either just rely on them, yeah. and that's what they, like, they go to, and they start there and then build off that. Agreed. And so it's like, yeah, my kick works super impresses, but everything going on above the waist is just standard because I'm putting all my energy into the kick. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of drummers that can do both, but yep. there's something to be said for the loss of of groove when a double kick enters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my thing. <clears throat> is that there's a level of control that I have over the beat, over the the texture of the song with one foot while still being able to do stuff with my hi-hat. Yep. It's just comfortable for me. You yep. know what I mean? And then, you know, I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of drummers in the modern era who are in hardcore and heavy music who are just using one because there's that level of control over the song, right? Yep. Because it really does come, hardcore music comes from hardcore punk from the 80s. And none of those guys were using double kicks, right? So the overall rhythm of the music is just, it's got that bounce, you know what I mean? You know, you get drummers like, you get bands like Converge that have done it unbelievably well, or Full of Hell that have just taken that, They've taken it to that next level where they can do the more extreme side of it with the double kicks and still maintain that level of groove. And those are the drummers that I look to where I'm like, fuck, man, I'll never be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me getting my own head, but... Yeah. But you know what? I find, too, just from a performance aspect, is anytime that I looked at someone and said, oh, I can't do that, that just pushes me to be better overall. Agreed. Like in the background, right? For sure. I think it's the people who go, oh, I could do that that mess it up or down the line. Yeah. You get too confident in whatever lack of a thing that they think they're doing. For sure. If you're looking at another musician and going, holy shit. Yeah. That's that, amazing. There's almost a level of humbleness to it, right? Well, that's exactly it. You go, I got to go home and just sit in my room for a while. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely hard to not get uh, sucked into what other people are doing right and kind of comparing yourself to them, especially when it comes to music. Yeah. And I mean, I guess having a comfort zone with a single kick is not a bad thing because I mean, you're utilizing other things to fill that space, right? So when you become a one trick pony, that's when it becomes kind of bland, right? You're just doing the same thing over and over. I am a one trick pony. You haven't realized Mm, that yet. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, he's being nice. It depends how good the trick is, right? If it's a really good trick. I mean, to be fair, you're playing in two completely different bands. Well, actually, I don't know how many bands you're in. You're always... Could be five. Could be eight. I don't know. Okay, so what's your argument for the double kicks then? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I just think that there's just certain parts in our music that would call for it, where it would really add that extra power behind mm-hmm. everything else going on, right? So, I mean, and and I mean, for myself, right? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't up punk kid growing up i was i was in i was a metalhead you know i really liked my lamb of god shit so i mean going back to that you know so i guess comparing to those drummers the ones that i you know listened to growing up it just it was stuff that i like to hear right yeah so i mean there's just certain times i feel like it would call for it and i mean my personal opinion with riley is that i think that he's more than capable and uh i you know he was saying to me earlier um 
what'd you say? These I can't I can't compare it to these guys that are doing it, right? I can't do the things that they're doing. And I was like, Well, how do you think they got there? He didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> Everybody knows the answer to that question. If you don't if you don't, you shouldn't be playing music. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's practice. No, I respect your decision either way. It's, it's There's something also to be said though for what I do do in the band. Filling the void with a more creative approach, right? Yeah. Like, there's that the one song we play, uh, Age of Christ Suffering, where there's a part where I could probably put a double kick in there, but instead I do something funky with the toms. It almost simulates a double kick. Mm -hmm. Something that I learned from Nick Yaction from uh, Sumac. I don't know if you ever heard that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does it all the time. He was doing it when he was playing for Baptists and... Man, I just I like that. I like that sort of thing. That's my that's my vibe. Yeah, yeah. you know. And I think that's a super important thing because we're, we're. It's only for one particular song in uh, the project that we have going on, where when it was originally written, I envisioned a specific part to have double kicks in it, mm-hmm. and the drummer that we have now doesn't use doubles, and even when asked him he's like honestly like back in the day probably would have been something that he would would have been more inclined to but realistically now had he had them like he's like i might use them five percent of the time like well this is the five that you should like do it here but at the same time because of his style and after working with him now to see what he's doing there instead because i'm not a drummer so when i write a riff it's just like oh this would be dope if it sounded like this but what I appreciate now is him bringing his own groove and his own style to it and seeing how he navigates that space because it, in the overall structure of the song, I think it kind of makes more sense now with, with how it, that particular song plays out. So that's a really mature way to look at it. Yeah, because I, I think that's... <laughs> see, see, well, what, that a di- but, but, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but with with that being said, though, I guess I'm in the same boat as you, right? I, I have a, I can picture it in my head as it being a, a very, like, a positive thing to add to the music. But, I mean, at the same time, I won't tell a drummer how to drum, right? I can't, I can't get behind that kit and do what he does, so... On the other side of that, now that we're all talking about it, on the other side of that, you bring up that that five percent, you know, that two, three, four, five percent. Thank you, uh-huh. by the way. Right, coming out of nowhere Ex- with a double kick, mm, it could exactly, just throw everybody off. Exactly, it's just right. It could just it just fills that one spot. Like even if it's one song, it could be. Could yeah, be okay. Well, that's total funny. bullshit. We've been trying to get this rolling for how long now? You sit here with him for a total of five minutes, and now you're on board. It's a pretty good argument. <laughs> It's a pretty good argument that you just made. Dude. Let's go to Longham McQuaid. I'll drop 700 bucks on some fucking dominators. (laughs) Thanks, Zach. You're welcome, Colin. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We need that little push. Dude, anytime you're in an argument, just give me a call. I'll persuade them. We'll we'll merge the call there, and we'll we'll, we'll talk some sense into them. No, but that's... Because in that situation, it's just... It's one of those things where, like, even on my pedal board, I have things that I, I 
Didn't even know why I picked it up initially. Sure. Typically because I was scooping up someone else's pedals, and then they just, like, throw this in. And you're like, well, right, I'll never get around to using this. Mm-hmm. But then there's that 5% where you go, you know what? Mm, why not click this on? This is yep. th- this will be the one one place where I use this. Agreed. And that... That like less is more approach. This is, hitting close. this is hitting real close to home right now. Yeah, that, it, that's that's also exactly what I do, right? I mean, in this, he pro- started getting all these new pedals as well, and just like there'll be random points where he'll click a button and he'll look me right in the eye and he'll be like, "Just playing." Just I, my playing. favorite is when I when I click that button and he looks at me with like this look of disgust, like "What the fuck are you doing? Why would you?" And he's like, "Like turn that shit off, please." But yeah, no, it's certain parts call for it, right? Like I think I only stomp an effect like maybe once or twice throughout the set. Twice, that's about it. They're starting to grow on me. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm also figuring out where I want them to, right? Like because it's not something I'm familiar with. I always went just raw sound through the amp. Never really added too much to anything. Mm-hmm. Just kind of more what I prefer, right? I don't want to muddy up anything too much. I want it to come out clear, and you know you should hear every note. And I mean, especially going down to drop A, it kind of Jesus, is that what you're playing in? You're yeah, playing that's, in drop a. that's yeah. what we that's what we jumped to. We Ugh. were in uh, we were in C for a bit, right? Yeah, we were in C, and it uh, it was the uh, we had to match the vocals. That was the big thing. We had to we had to right really key. bring her down so we could just have that drive a little bit heavier, right? Yeah. Well, a lot a bit heavier. Are you still running six string? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Is it a baritone? It's not a baritone, is it? No, it's just a larger scale, but gotcha. yeah. So it was, I had my my LTD that I've rocked since I was 16 years old, and I had that set up, but I mean, it's not built for that, right? No. <laughs> so I uh, went and spent three grand on a custom. So it was worth it, definitely. This yeah. uh, new iteration of the project, this is just a continuation of what the original project was. And what was the original project? Is uh, Pucker Up. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was the original... Yeah, maybe that's, that's where you guys met, right? Or started playing together. Well, I met him when he was playing in Terragonja, but that's where we started playing together. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I seen you in the music scene a lot. I just, you know, never had a conversation with you. I guess it was just kind of like in passing, right? Like, hey, how you doing, kind of thing. I was just the big dumb idiot that got really drunk and moshed to every every band, and that's all I knew him as. Every band. I was like, oh, it didn't happy matter. I'm not it that didn't matter friend. which band it was. I was going to mosh to it. That's sick. Yeah, I don't do that anymore since I got sober, but. Uh, it was fun. And do you miss it? No. <laughs> no. Right I don't. Dollar. I don't miss being a dumbass. That's for sure. That's typically how it goes. More, more of a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, but yeah. Um, Pucker up initially. Actually, st- it started as a as a, a punk band. Um, I was playing in a band called Safety Gear for a while. The members of that band, before I was in the band, we decided we wanted to make skate punk because there wasn't really any good skate punk in the city. And then uh, it turned into hardcore, <laughs> like basically three months after the project was formed. Naturally. Yeah. So it just went to hardcore. We're just like, we're just going to play hardcore. And then I joined Safety Gear. So the other two members who were in the band, who were also in Safety Gear, they just said, we don't want to do two projects because it's going to conflict, right? Where all the members are in the same fucking bands, right? Mm-hmm. So we cut that out. So it was just me, and uh, we recruited 
well, I recruited somebody, somebody else who would become the vocalist of Pucker Up, uh, Kiki. And then uh, I was looking for members for like a year, right? And I was just writing, coming up with ideas and perfecting whatever it is I wanted to do and conceptualizing stuff. And then I found Jacob. Jacob and I were, we sat in this room here that we're in and wrote a bunch of riffs. And then Colin came. Because we were looking for a guitar player. Fun fact, Jacob didn't want me in the band initially. <laughs> was that because you played together in Terragonda? Yeah, it was just, you know, he, he knew me as the guitarist for that band, right? And it was just kind of like, uh, I think that's just your realm and you're going to stay there kind of thing. And and I mean, to be fair, coming into this project, that's how it felt for sure. I felt really like, I mean, at first I just followed you guys, right? I was just kind of there to fill the spot and took some time to really like open up and start writing stuff. I mean, I, I feel like I do a lot more in this project than I did in that one. But. Yeah, especially when you're coming into something that, because didn't Jacob have most of the songs written already? Or There was lot, quite a few, A lot yeah. of stuff put um, together. Like, we reworked some of them when I joined, but... We I mean, like, four or five that we had written. I, I guess the, like, idea was already there, right? Like, they already kind of had a direction they wanted to go. So I was jumping in once they had already got going, so... Um, and yeah, I mean, to be fair, it is hard joining, uh, well, being in two projects, right? Because I, I find I, I have the issue with prioritizing one over the other, especially when it comes to the writing process. Like it's hard to step or I guess put equal amounts of effort into both. Yeah. It's like once, once I get stuck in writing for one, it's like, that's where my mind is. Right. See, and I, I think it'd be hard to be creatively involved in multiple projects. Yeah. Because I, I know we tried, you know, fill the void there at the end of Terragonja. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciated that more um, because I didn't have to be creatively involved. Like See, everything was already there. That was the idea. I mean, going into that, right, was that there was already a foundation. So yeah. it was like, let's just get some quality players in here and just see what we can do. But at that point, it was just, you know, like... I was having a hard time because that was kind of my vision for what I wanted in a project for so long. Um, so I, I was having a hard time letting go. But, I mean, when you have that many people coming in and out and nothing's really just feeling so natural, like, yeah, uh, that vibe was gone, right? So I just – I had to – if it's bittersweet. Like, I'm, I'm happy it's over, right? It was like beating a dead horse at that point. But There were moments in, in Pucker Up where – you could feel the two kind of drifting together. Mm -hmm. uh, he would bring riffs in that were ryth rhythmically similar to what they were doing in Terragonja. And Jacob and I would kind of have to, you know, make the face. You know what I mean? And yeah. Try, try and make sure they were separate because we had like almost like that grindcore D-beat vision that we wanted for Pucker Up. And there was almost like a sludge metal vibe. And some of the riffs Colin was bringing to the table. Yeah, I mean, and like it's it's hard to match someone else's vision, right? Like, for sure. As, like, because Jacob really took the reins for a lot of that. So I and I liked what he was doing. So like trying to contribute, but also like being stuck in my own lane that yeah, yeah. I had been in for so long, right? I mean, we did that for what five, six years. Yeah. So yeah, it took some time for sure to kind of get out of that same pattern I was in, right? Stuck inside of a box, it felt. But where you're at now, do you, you feel uh, that you've moved beyond and, and developed? Yeah, for sure. I mean, now, like, I mean, I've I brought quite a few riffs to the table. It's also just 
I mean, when we when we first formed Fire to the Grave, that was uh, that was a rough start, just because we just were. It was a clean slate, and yeah. I don't think this project would be. Man, it would be nothing without if if all four of us weren't in it. Mm-hmm. Like the four of us bring so much to the table that's so important, yeah. right? It's not just, it's not like one or two people carrying the weight. Like everybody brings something so cool and important to the project. And yeah, it's all our influences just put into a fucking melting pot. (laughs) That's the best. And just pulling them out. That's the best, man. Well, it's good too, because I mean, I feel like there's a whole lot of uh, like reworking the songs that's going on constantly. I mean... This is literally Pucker Up version two. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, yeah. that's what yeah, it is, yeah. right? But we I mean, down-tuned and we're like, let's make the vision better. And now it has more of Colin in it, which just makes it. Yeah, and it's and it was a clean slate for me too. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really know what we were going to do when we started. I didn't really have any direction. So I mean, that first jam, we all sat there, and it was kind of. I I definitely had a feeling at the time of like. What the fuck are we doing? Like, why are we even? Yeah, I was. Why are we even here? I mean, everyone is just kind of looking around the room, like shit. Like, what do we even do? You know, I had nothing like written, ready to go. Like, hey, yeah, let's. Here's a a few ideas. You know, it was, it was, it was fuck all when I started. So I was bummed. Yeah, and I think that's bummed because, (laughs) like, I'm gonna put it onto the table. I was a lot of the reason why Pucker Up fell apart. Right. Like I was a huge part of the reason why that band fell apart. And so starting again from the top, I'm just sitting there behind the kit like, this is all my fault. I did this. I caused <laughs> this whole fucking thing to happen. What do we do? Oh, and you then sure did. It's, it, it's not that anymore, but it was like, we got we to gotta figure something out. But I mean, at the same time, it was it was prolonged, I felt. I mean, our first show with Pucker Up... I think we we literally were on the cusp of breaking up right before that show, and wow. it was and it was a great show. It was like, amazing. It was it may have been the best show I've ever played. Like it was it was probably the incredible. Most... Place was packed, right? Nobody knew what to expect. Yeah. People like, were moving. Nobody heard anything prior, and we had the like the second last spot. Oh yeah, and we the were room in was the packed. Everyone position. was juiced. It was great, right? So. But yeah, going into that, everybody was already at each other's throats. So I think it was, <laughs> it was uh, you know, we got the set and then, you know, about to hit the stage and it was like, yeah, I fucking hate all of you. That uh, project was not built to last, but there were some really, there were some really good moments. There were some incredible moments. Yeah. That just made us want to keep going. Yeah, definitely. And how long did Pucker Up, uh, what was the lifespan on that? Okay. Like our version of it, two years. Oh, you could you could say from the start. Was it five years in the making? Four four years, <laughs> four years in the making. But yeah, no, like two years of you know grinding and getting out and playing shows and having some really good turnouts and having some real shit turnouts. And I mean that's just music in general. But um, played a taco place. Played a taco place in Medicine Hat. That was pretty corn. weird. <laughs> some corn with sour cream on it. Yeah, or back, what are they? What back are they to call- food. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you get me on a podcast. Let's be honest here. Oh uh, shit! Here. 
What else did we do? We did some cool shit. Um, we did Grover Fest. Played outside of a. I don't a consider bus. that cool shit. That was kind of funny. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> played outside. You played a bus a stop, video of middle you. of nowhere, <laughs> in front of a bus. I still have a great. video of you jumping in the pool. <laughs> Do you remember that? That's meant to, not really. <laughs> the, the funny case. Okay, so Colin, we gotta go home. Oh, Stay God. here. Yeah, I was. I was. So that was back when I drank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <but laughs> so okay so i don't really remember like the end of that whole thing um i really hope nobody comes up and tells me uh, but uh, josh I, I, has it all on on video oh fantastic yeah. okay perfect that's can't, why i still have the videos okay can't wait to see that um but no i ended up um i ended up hanging out with the guys from king bull and I blacked the fuck out. Like, I barely remember. I know they gave me a ride back. This is a... Where, where is that out by? Holy shit, man. Now. Car stairs? Around car car stairs. stairs. Yeah, around car stairs. And they gave me a ride back. And I guess I had passed out in the back of the van that they were cruising. And they're just, like, trying to wake me up. And they're like, yo, we're in Red Deer, man. Like, where are you going? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. You know like, <laughs> fucking just drunk as shit in the back. And uh, Were you living in Red Deer at the time? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were out in uh I mean, in Obima. I, no, Muscochis. dude. I, no, I was either in Red Deer or Calgary, but I'm assuming Red Deer is probably right before I moved to Calgary. And uh yeah, I ended up at their place and I just remember waking up on the couch and I had nothing, like my phone, everything was gone and I'm like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> and uh See, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Aiden and Jack were there. And he comes out and he's just like, who the fuck are you? Oh, hey, what's up, man? You know, like, who is that, Jack? <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack came out and was like, who the fuck? Because he, he wasn't with right. us, right? So, yeah, he came out and he looks at me. He's like, who the fuck? Oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, I was like, yeah, dude. Wait, you wound up at King Bull's house? Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck am Did I? Did you crash there? I guess. I haven't heard this part of the See, story. I didn't, rem- I didn't remember even I'm getting I'm the one asking the questions. <laughs> I didn't even remember getting there. But uh, so I got up and I'm like, you guys know where my shit is? And like the, my soaking wet clothes are sitting by the front door, like all scrunched up. I, I must have had a change of clothes with me or something, right? And uh, yeah, I'm like, you guys know where my stuff is? And they're just like, oh, it's probably with our buddy uh, at his van. We'll take you down there, you know? So I like go out. I have a coffee with these guys and go find all my shit. But yeah, it was it was a train wreck, man. Wow. What a night. The King Bull guys took care of you. They did. They got me our... Well, credit due, man. Yeah. Shit, shit. I'm pretty sure they gave me a ride back into town. Somebody did, anyways. But... Shout out King Bull for taking yeah, care of me. Yeah, shout out King Bull. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for getting me home safe. Well, to your the, home. I left the fucking idiot in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens when you get everybody's drink tickets. <laughs> yeah, because the band wasn't drinking. Yeah, nobody was drinking but me. I, I think I was half shot by the time we showed up. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and lots of time to been there. Yeah, lots of time to get wrecked, and <laughs> you were pretty sober when we got there. Maybe I doubt it. What do I even know? Yeah, you don't remember any of the story. Apparently, you just remember what's on film. <laughs> no, because we left. We were trying to we were trying to round you up. You were fucking wasted. And yeah, me, yeah. Jacob, and Keanu, we went back. See, see, now this is like. And you stayed. I was trying to ra- I was trying to wrangle you guys up like cattle. You know, sometimes I like to laugh at these stories, but like for the most part, it's like fuck, man. Like facepalm. W- I hate this shit. Don't because, tell me this <laughs> because, like, for myself, like I feel like for the past, you know, well, going on two years, I've been just running from that version of myself, right? Because that's such a like dark period of my life. And but I mean, like, obviously, there are some 
some points throughout all that shit where it's like super hilarious but well that one was really dumb because like i'm the one that had to drive everybody home Mm -hmm. so i'm completely sober i think jacob was a little bit drunk so i would find colin and i would get him to the car and then I would go to find Jacob, and I would get Jacob, and we'd get back to the car, and Colin's gone. So I was doing that for <laughs> I was doing that for like an hour and a half. See, Dude, I don't you, remember that gotta, part. Of it. Once you get him to the car, you got to buckle him in. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay, uh, stay, please. Just throw some beers in the in the vehicle, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just be like, "Hey, go find those." You know, and yeah, I probably would have been there when you got back. But yeah, no, thank God that that part of my life is done. You know, <laughs> feeling good. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, it's it's still a it's still a battle. I feel like anybody that's you know gone through addictions is they they get it right. Like there's you have your low points where it's like you really want to turn back to that. Yeah, and it's it's always temptation. I mean, especially when you're playing in a band, right? You're in bars all the time. You run into a lot of people you used to party with, and you know it's they I, still I, they still have that expectation. Of yeah, you. I mean, and it's it's hard too when everybody remembers you as that, right? They just know that version of you. So when you go out and they're just like, "Oh, hey, let's have a shot," and you're like, "Oh, I don't drink," they're like, "Well, like, you know," almost confused, like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, incredib- at, I'm incredibly look, proud of them. Yeah, look at you like you're speaking Russian. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. doesn't make sense to them. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah so that's. It's really nice being in a project with somebody else who's sober mm-hmm. because we can share those experiences together. We were just at super friendly and, you know, drinking non-alcoholic beers together. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome that I can have somebody to do that with, you know? Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes it easier, right? And I, I feel like I trust myself going out with my friends because all of them are super supportive with that, right? Well, that's it's, what real friends are. Yeah, I, I mean, right? you know, <laughs> that's what real friends are. <laughs> fair, legit, fair. Legit. I, I mean, but there, you know, there are the odd people that. I mean, I cut a lot of people out of my life. I guess when when this whole when I made the choice to be sober, I was actually just having this conversation with another one of my friends who's trying to get sober. I'm not going to drop names. He's trying really hard to get sober, and he was asking me, you know, how did you do it? And I think that's a huge important part of it is just cutting out toxic people and it sucks that you have to cut people out because you love you love them right but you can't be around them because they're just not good for you and it's something that if you're sober it's something you have to struggle with i mean uh, there's a fine line there too there's people that i i don't go and hang out with but I still keep in touch with them, right? You know, I still want I still want what's best for them, and I mean, absolutely, you, you still know, check y- in, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like I'm not gonna not talk to you because you like to have your drinks, right? Like that's, I mean, this idiot in front of me, for example. Um, no, it's you know, like a couple of PBRs I, never heard anything. Yeah, I don't sit there like I was the one that had the problem with it, right? Yeah, yeah. not everybody does. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people sure. that can go out there and have a couple beer and be like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm feeling a little buzzed, so I better go home. And that's, you know, and that's, I respect that. But like for myself, it's like second I have that first drink, well, you know, it's downhill. off the rails. It's downhill from there. So, and I know myself well enough that that's, that's not the the road I want to go. Well, oddly enough, that's how you and I met, right? Fair enough. Yeah. No, we, uh, oh man. Same. Degenerates, man. Holy fuck, same. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the amount of nights I spent sitting at a bar with you. (laughs) 
is is insane. I feel like more than. Uh, I mean, we've gone for what maybe three coffees, but man, have we ever had some beers together? Cheapers, man. Yeah, we got a lot of coffee to catch up. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Eight hundred. Yeah. Good times. Like that that's a good. Yeah. You know what? Good times though. Like I. Oh yeah, I, man. When I think back to me and you hanging out, I mean, I never. At, I don't think I ever had a bad time. No, and at that point, I don't think it had consumed me to the point where it was turning into a bad time every time. Right. See, and so. I don't. I don't. I because I think it was mostly when you left to Calgary because yeah. I I didn't see you and I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, that was that's definitely when I went off the rails for sure. Um, but yeah, no, lots of good times, man. I remember going checking out the fights and, or even just on Tuesday night and we're seeing who can chug a beer faster, you know, oh, watching, watching my dear friend try not to throw up on the bar. It was, it was fantastic. All I got was the one finger up at me. One minute. Give me a minute. I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to boist. <laughs> yeah, you cannot, don't make any sound right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We know where he was at. Oh, Fantastic, though. That's a Tuesday night. That's a Tuesday night. That, that was a Tuesday night. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, that was the thing when you live 860 meters away from the bar. Yeah, you go. That's just you too had convenient. it down to the, to the exact oh, distance. Oh yeah, man. 860 meters. I was he like, was counting is... his steps. <laughs> Legit. He brought a fucking meter stick with him. Like, how far Dude. is this, anyways? <laughs> Dude, right there. Yeah, you do crazy <laughs> things when you drink, man. Those are the types of ideas that will go in your head, too. I wonder it's how close this idea. place actually is to where I live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, legit. Bring a measuring tape. <laughs> it was great for bringing chicks home. <laughs> bringing a measuring tape or a meter stick? Oh, all of the above. Yeah, it's and a good say, talking and, and piece say, for hey, sure. We can just walk to my place. You're, you're just like, hey, we should we should find out exactly how far my place is from here. <laughs> you want to call that's, a cab? That's no. a great pickup line. Hey, no. oh man, how long do you think till they get bored? Well, it's only 860 meters, so probably. Oh, I can keep a chick entertained for 860 meters. That's... Out of boy. I can keep most people entertained for longer he's, than that. He's got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't talk to them for the first 800 meters. And you say, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so what was what was the turning point for you, I guess? I'm, I'm curious now. Uh... We got to hear some of my fun stories. Let's hear some of yours. <laughs> things were just things were just uh, things were just getting bad. I, uh, I actually just woke up one morning and just decided that I was done. Um, I was eight hundred and forty dollars less in my bank account, Ooh. and I didn't realize it until I woke up the next day. And I was just like, "This is, I can't afford this." This isn't fun for me. Yeah, it's so, a set of double kicks. It is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, literally, I just went. I went cold turkey. That was it. Quit well, smoking. Quit drinking. Quit coking. Quit drugging. Ripped the bandaid off and said, "Fuck it." Yeah, yeah. Um, kudos to you, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it actually wasn't really. It wasn't really that difficult. Um, you hit the point. I just hit the point where I was just like, I really just want to be better. But one thing that did come with getting sober um was my eating habits man are terrible that's i it. eat like shit and i got really fat 
see, that's the toughest one, man. It's it's hard not to fill the void, right? When you first first uh, start I have a kicking things. Appetite now, man, I have an appetite. See, I I blew up too. That's what I try. I try to hit the gym as often as possible because you know it keeps me at that level <laughs> where I'm not going gym too far one way, way, right? <laughs> and that's uh, yeah. But I mean, that's crazy though. Actually, hearing you say because it, you just woke up one day. Because, I mean, not many people can do that, right? I mean, for myself, it was my son, you know. Having having a kid, I'd, I didn't want to be that guy, you know, having yeah, a little yeah. one coming into the world. So, but, yeah, that's. Yeah, you really you really stepped up for that kid, man. Well, you have to, man. You know, Well, you don't have to. Well, I had to. Yeah, well, there, there you go. go. <laughs> yeah. You see a yeah. lot of fucking shit parents, man. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, you know especially with the way I feel about my son, I just, I, I can't even imagine being a parent and looking at your kid and being like, yeah, no, not worth it. You know, like, cute, but whatever. Hey yeah. honey, we need yeah. milk <laughs> and cigarettes. <laughs> I'm going to go visit my other family right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> Which family is that? Uh, the one that I just remem- remembered I had. <laughs> <laughs> The one at the bar with the meter sticks. <laughs> the last one. They're all scattered around this area here. Yeah. <laughs> They're all within walking distance. Yeah, exactly. yeah, about 860 Quite meters. a few houses around here. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. Yeah. What else do we talk about? Talk about your job. I don't know. <laughs> what, what's the... Do you have a a favorite show that you've played? This is more of a question for you, I guess. Like, No, for both of you. You've played... Don't... Are we talking about shows oh, together? I'm just, not, not, not necessarily together, just... Oh, well, I'm just saying, like... I, I don't know, like, looking, like, f- from my perspective to his, like, he's he's definitely done some cool shit, so, you know, I feel like there's there's a lot of ones that will, will beat mine. <laughs> it's not about that. No, it's not about that. It's not about that at all. Okay. Everybody uh, well, experiences... Here's for... Everybody of, experiences music differently, right? Of the ones that we've played so far in this project, which which was your favorite? That's that's a good word, or a good place to start. The two shows we've played? Three. We've played three <laughs> shows? There you go. We've only played two shows. Not true. Three? Okay, if we're talking about the fucking three that we played, out of the three that we played, it's obvious which one was the best. I can't agree. It was obviously the one where I showed up fucking an hour late, and we were yelling at each other when I was driving down the highway. Yeah, that was, that was for, actually, that was the best that show. That made it my favorite show. That show was fucking hilarious. Ever. No, I hated that show. Uh, it was probably, it was probably no, cancer. No, 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 Sabbath, no let's, let's talk more about that show. No, 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 no. no, no. I want to get into the conversation that happened before that show. Let's just say the, the the conversation ended with Riley going, "Fuck you," and that was it. Sounded exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounded awfully sad. Man, your your guys' band sounds like 
energetic. Oh man. <laughs> the other two, the other two, it's like a looking glass, man. They're on the outskirts, just looking in at me and him arguing. That's oh, it. Oh, it was it was great too when. Uh, this is my best friend, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny too. Uh, his uh, well, the last show I went, the trash played at the vat there. He was doing his warm ups upstairs, and he's like, "I do this before every show." And I was like, yeah, what about that show at the Buckingham? And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> Didn't have time for that. He showed up awfully late. So we had to go on at 6.45. Yeah. Oof. It was an early slot. It was an early matinee or whatever. And I was still on the highway. I was basically like almost there at 6.45, but I showed up at six, like 6.50 I got there. Yeah. So I'm moving all my gear into the place. Well, everybody's just staring at us. The The whole stage is empty. The kit's waiting for my gear to go on it. Everybody's just, like, waiting. And I'm just like, holy fuck, this is bad. You <laughs> thought that so was bad. weird. You should have been, you know, the guys that were there standing on the stage looking at our phones like, is this guy going to show up? <laughs> it was bad. But anyways, we showed up. Uh, I didn't have any time to warm up, and we played a six set. Yeah, it was good. It was a good set. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And uh, everybody forgave us because we had a half hour slot and we played for 18 minutes. So we filled the slot. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of uh, number one show. Of all time? Of all time that I've played. So my number one show, uh, oh, I forget the name of the venue, but it was at the side of a, it was at the side of a mountain in Costa Rica. So it was, a, it was like this bar and it had this platform that was attached to like a like a deck and it was hanging over the side of the mountain that's where my drum set was so my back was facing the side of the mountain and people in costa rica or people in central america and south america they love punk music man right they fucking love punk music so you do a cover of no use for a name or no effects or any of those bands the place is gonna fucking explode so of course we do Bob by no effects and they stormed the stage. Like they stormed it and they were <laughs> yelling into the mics. Now you have to imagine that the weight limit on this little platform that I'm on is probably not very high. So I could feel it bouncing, shaking. I was like, I'm going over the side of this mountain. There is no, <laughs> there's, there's no way I'm surviving this man. I'm fucked. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was just unbelievable. But yeah, that was, uh, it's probably my my favorite my favorite moment in music ever. Yourself? It's probably that bow show that we almost broke up before. Because of the just the energy in that room was crazy, man. And like it I, I guess it, it felt good going into that knowing that nobody knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, like I said, man, the energy of the crowd was crazy. The room was packed. Um, I think prior to that, I'd never played bows before, so I, you know, it's a it's a cool stage to be up on. Yeah, pop your cherry, yeah, up there. And and I mean, the Bab Sabbath show that was that was really cool for me. That's kind of like a like a bucket list band to be playing with, right? That bow show was a moment where I was like, I really enjoy being on a stage with these with these guys. We got something special here. Cause I, I got off the stage and I had been telling my roommate for months that yeah he's not you're not gonna like it you're you know you're gonna hate it this is a style of music that you just you just don't like and he loves hardcore right 
Um, and we get off the stage and he's just like, man, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. That was sick. That's what he was looking for. Yeah. Playing hard You're up there with a fucking single just, coil. I was just going to say playing, with a playing, playing hardcore with a telly. <laughs> drop C converge hard style hardcore like yeah. in a telly. And I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's funny actually. And you killed it. You fucking killed it, man. It's it's funny actually leading up to that show, um I had been partying for probably like 2-3 days prior. And um they that were was having the vibe they were having out. my my younger sister's graduation party at my parents' place. And uh yeah, I woke up. I go out and everybody's there. They got this big tent set up. Everybody's, you know, having dinner. And I wake up and I'm still half shot and I just go outside and I just remember nobody noticed me but my one auntie and she just like looked over and I just like locked eyes with her and I just like gave her a wave and I just jumped in the car and fucked off to the show. Oh my God. <laughs> didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> Fuck when, this birthday party. I'm going to play some music. Graduation. graduation. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So exactly. then I. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> I'm out of here. So I, I guess I I owe my sister an apology. I never really thought about it that way, but no, it was a it was a great well, show. Three years later is better than nothing. Yeah, jeez, shouldn't have took me that long to realize that. <laughs> That's why we have this couch. Yeah, yeah, it's the casting couch. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. What am I casting? It's actually that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. It's going this way. That's all right. We were making jokes for a while that ah, I probably shouldn't say that. No, go on. Or maybe don't. Yeah. I never know what's going through your fucking head. So. <laughs> Nobody does. It's a problem for future Riley. Yeah, don't say anything too stupid. Like I said, anything could be edited out. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a good point. Yeah, try it out. Why not? Oh, maybe not. Uh, no, the, the, moment's, look, the moment's gone. Yeah, the moment's you know what? Gone. The look, the look gone. at his eyes, too. I don't the moment's want to gone. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, great. Moving on. But anyways, what I was saying before about this room. <laughs> about this couch. About this couch. <laughs> I can't wait for this idiot to buy a house so I can move into it. Right? Not Just to have a jam space? Not going to happen. It's going to happen. Not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's sorry. a Reiki in the basement. <laughs> Fucking nightmares, man. I don't want a Reiki in the basement. <laughs> okay. We have a good friendship when we have it separate, you know? If, you I, if I, I couldn't, I couldn't have, you know... There would be way too much arguing if I had to see you all the time. This is good. I look forward to seeing you every chance I get. Because I don't see you that often. Thankfully. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and it's not a shot at you or anything. It's just, it's just literally a good relationship, you know? Like, that's... I'm one of those people. I can't be around people for, you know, days Green. and days on end. I get, I, I get sick of them just as much as they will of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, a joy to be around either. Oh yeah, you know, I can own up to that. Yeah, but no, one of my closest friends. You know, it's it's nice too when you, 
when you have a friend that messages you out of the blue and says like, hey man, I miss you. Can you talk? You know, that's great. That's that's a good friendship in my opinion, you know? Like where you, where you guys see each other just enough, but you also, you know, you leave that gap there where you still want to reach out and every now and again and just have an hour-long conversation on the phone or whatever, right? I do like those moments. Yeah. I also, sometimes when I see his name pop up on my phone, I just really don't want to answer it. <laughs> that's see, that's a hundred percent fair. That's that's exactly what it is, though. You know, I just see it and I'm just like, fuck no, I'm My, not answering that right now. That's it's like when I when I call you and I I think it's gonna be a real quick conversation, right? I call and I'm I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna call. I'm gonna get to the point quick, and then I'm gonna get off the phone and I call and I, and I get, Reiki's here. Hey, it's Reiki. I'm like, oh, hey, Reiki, it's Colin. Reiki here. <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyways, yeah, hey, it's Reiki. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's just how it goes, right? Like, he'll just be on repeat, and it's it's great. But, uh, yeah, when you're trying to get to the point of something, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, well, it's the way my brain functions. It's fantastic. Yeah, well, it's the way my brain <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> See now, now you know what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to be good here. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You're trying to be good here. It's good. Been to any cool shows lately? Yeah, we did a show down in Olds. Oh, you played a show in Olds? Uh that was a comedy show. Oh, gotcha. My apologies. With the band, we did our first. Uh, we actually just did our first legitimate show. Nice. Because we, man, I think it's coming on like two and a half years where I guess the project's been going on. What's the band called? Darlene's Wheelchair. Dope name. Yeah. And Sick name. Sick name. And we've been, it started out, my buddy, uh, who I met through my ex, it was like her best friend's brother, mm. you know, and he just, yeah, bizarre, right? <laughs> And he had never played in a band, but he's a wicked sick guitar player. And I got back into playing bass after I, I don't think I had played in like eight years or so because I filled that void with comedy for a long time. Mm-hmm. And him and I started jamming, and then his buddy was just learning to play drums. So it was like, perfect. We got a three-piece. Here we go. And it was very suitable. Nice. Yeah. You know, developed some songs put all together we did a couple of the like open jams at the vat on sunday okay cool. and uh down at cheers and then they have an open jam at cheers they did on sundays it was like an earlier one gotcha yeah and it was hilarious because like it was more of a blues jam gotcha yeah but we would roll in anyways Hell <laughs> it's yeah. like we, we need the stage time the bar is awful yeah so trash the place fuck it not a fan <laughs> Not a fan of the area I live in, that's for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some pretty questionable shit in Lower Fairview. Anyways, oh, yeah. I digress. Same. Same. I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then our drummer stopped showing up, so we were on the hunt for a new drummer. And uh, a buddy of mine that I knew offered a drum, and I honestly didn't think that he was serious about it. What he was. Yeah, so like a month later, I told him we were still looking for a drummer, and he was like, why... 
haven't you asked me to jam? Yeah. And it turned out he was like the missing piece that we were looking for. Don't you love that? It was, yeah. Doesn't happen often. Yeah. But with that came, because we already had songs developed, but with his ability and his, what he was bringing to the table, Mm -hmm. you go, okay, well now certain things need to get reworked in a heavy way. Other things we kept the same. And and then other stuff is just, you know, let him do his thing where he wants to. So it's been navigating that. And so, yeah, we just played our first show. Uh, when was that? Back end of September. Nice. I think it was September 28th. <clears throat> and what style of music is it? Instrumental stoner fusion. Okay. That's what we've been rolling with. But, yeah, it's... Almost le- leaning into uh, instrumental stoner fusion. Yeah, that's the easiest way to describe it. Okay, right now, huh? Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it, and it's been great because yeah, I need to see you guys play. We, uh, well, like, like it's. It gives us lots of options mm-hmm. for for when we're coming up with songs and how to approach them. And that's what's going to be interesting now because we're just hitting a point where we're starting to write. Like now that we have a set <laughs> down, anything moving forward is now creatively has creative input from all three of us. Right. For the first time, realistically. So... That's kind of where we're at with it. Sweet. And so it's going to be fun yeah. to, to see how it goes. I dig it, man. Yeah. We got another show coming up uh, December 8th, a couple weeks. Here? No, down in Calgary. I'm going to make the trip home. Go check it out. Is that you asking me to come? Could be. All right. You want to go? Maybe. <laughs> December 8th? Uh, we'll see. Might be a hard sell. Yeah. Got a lot going on in December. You got a lot going on all the time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right now it's just kind of slow and steady. And... Now that it's being the biggest thing was being satisfied with what we're bringing to the stage. I think that was the hardest thing and why it took so so long to get there. You're never going to be satisfied. Yeah, that's no, but every show you're just like, fuck, man, I could have done that better. Oh, yeah. It's crazy how often you sit in a jam space and you play it exactly how you want to play it. And then you hit the stage and you fuck it up. It's not I don't think it's about that. I think just creatively we're very slow writers where even the last time we we just went and did the the vat jam and the practice before we just decided to extend a bar at the end of a song by we'll just add two yeah you know it's getting kind of mathy at this point nice so it's it's involved just with performing and and learning the songs nice which is good because it's 
personally, it's fantastic. It's pushing me exactly how I want to be pushed as a musician, mm-hmm. which is kind of the point. And Usually, then, yeah. And then you just go, all right, cool, because it, it's nice once you get comfortable in that. There was one song, I think we were working on it for the better part of a year. Nice. Just on and off, and then one day it just kind of clicked. And you go, hmm. So that's what it's eventually going to sound like, but we know we can't do it again right away. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you bring double kick pedals into the mix. There's no double kicks. <laughs> Was it actually the push you needed? What? We're bringing some double kicks in now? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, but it, it's, it's the point, right? That's... Yeah, but like I mean that five percent that you were talking about earlier, I can just I can picture it. It's, I think it'd be a good call. Here's the whole thing too: is like early on, this got brought. Well, I mean, obviously, this has been brought up multiple times. His response was like, "Yeah, well, I mean, I'd have to use them sparingly," and that's it's just been the same conversation ever since, right? And I mean, that's that's what we want. And he agrees that that's the way they should be used, but we still get nowhere with it. So mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. No, it's just I'm okay with it either way. To be completely honest, there you go. I mean, it would be cool. There but, you go. But I mean, I'm like I said, you yeah. know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell somebody how to drum. And he's it's, just gonna keep bringing it up though. And it's his thing, right? Yeah. It's that single kick thing that he's he's phenomenal at it. So I can't I can't argue. It's not like he he said earlier. Uh, We'll go find another drummer that can do the double kicks that you want. And I was like, well, you're the only drummer that can be in this band. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I wasn't serious. I'm not out there looking for another drummer, nor, I mean, he's well, the only drummer. He plays in what? How many How many bands have you played with I don't at know. once? I don't know. Five? I think five was the max. Five or six. I have no idea. I joined bands and I quit bands. So if you want a temporary drummer, hit him up. Hit him up. Well, you just. So how many bands are you in currently? Three. Three bands. See, like dedicated. Yes. And I don't see that changing. There's a lot of factors as to why I. There's a lot of factors as to why I quit the bands that I was in. People are people are hard to work with. Yeah. What do you look for in someone to work with? So there's two things that I look for the most. Um, I want everybody to be able to be constructive with each other and not get their feelings hurt. And that that's everybody in the band. You know what I mean? And I want people to be dedicated. Just show up to fucking practice. If we, if a show comes up that we think that the majority of the band wants to play and you're not, you don't want to play it, um, it just doesn't really fly with me. Um, another big thing that I'm starting to really click into is behavior, I guess. So there's a third thing. Um, how you carry yourself when you're at a show, you know, stay for the other bands, respect, have respect for the people around you. Right. Yeah. Um, 
do your best try and play well don't get fucking wasted and and do dumb shit on stage and then if i bring it up and you say you're gonna fix it well yeah this is actually this is directed at somebody by the way uh if (laughs) i'm not that somebody he's not that somebody um (laughs) if if you're gonna get fucking drunk before a show and fuck the show up and i tell you hey man you know we probably shouldn't do that and then you're like yeah okay i'll work on it and then you do it again the next show it's just a no fly for me it's a no fly zone but yeah when you're at a show you know it's just a waste of everyone's time it's a waste of everybody's time show up to the show do your best show some respect to the other bands even if it's not really your style of music or it's not if it's not a band that you really like just be respectful and go you're home. on the same bill. Let's 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 have some fun, and then go home, and everybody will be will be stoked, yep. right? And then practice hard, practice a lot, do your best. That's it. I don't think anything that I ask, or anything that I you know that I want to work towards is asking too much. So the projects that I'm in, they all they all do that. Yeah. They all they all meet that criteria. It seems the only, those are like the criteria to keep a project alive. Right? It just seems like simple things. <laughs> seems like simple things. Why are you in a fucking band if you don't want to play shows? I never understood that. Like, oh, I, I can't play this show. I got other stuff to do. I got to go to a skate park. Like, fuck you. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, okay, I got to chime in there. I... <laughs> I understand people wanting to just play music just for the sake of playing music like that. Yeah. I understand that. I did that for years before I was ever in a band, right? And it, and some of the best days of my life just sitting in a room and just working on music. What do you right? mean play it for the sake of playing music? You're not even playing the music. For the sake of playing the music, if it's for the sake of playing the music, then you're going to show up to the show and play the show. You're going to show up to practice. What's well, the just, fucking point if no, it's just I'm like... S- I'm saying if somebody does it in their free time and that's just something they enjoy doing, you don't necessarily have to be playing shows to enjoy it. You can you can jam oh, you can yeah, jam yeah. with your okay. friends you can do that kind of stuff right yeah yeah you sure fucking like, went Whoa. off there pal he's fucking um, dense man uh, <laughs> yeah maybe we're not uh, playing in front of people uh, why are you even alive are, you're yeah. not getting on a stage exactly. don't touch an instrument like fuck no no, but, no that's not what I'm saying <clears throat> but yeah saying. no um so I mean I get that but yeah no those are those are just. Those are literally the things you need to do to have a band. You need to show up to practice. You need to try. You need to, you know, contribute. If you're if you're not doing that, why are you there? That, I get that, right? But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's simple. Quick maths. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's a recipe. Playing in playing in trash has taught me a lot about what it takes to just continuously get better. Make better songs. Well, even from the outside looking in, you can see how much you guys grind to really one up yourselves all the time, right? You're you're always striving to go for something bigger. You have a and you have a good social media presence, you guys, you know. Holy fuck. I would say I bring up the rear a lot of the time. Those two are incredibly hard working people. Yeah, that I was gonna ask. That would be your most seasoned band that you're in. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like, I like all the projects I'm in. 
Every, everything I do is, is, is cool. It's all um, cool. That, that project is all a, is, that's a lot of Josh and Ozone's brainchild. A lot of Josh's brainchild, right? Yeah. They've put, uh, they've put a lot into it. I have a lot of respect for them. And I try to take what, what they do and what I learn from them and bring it to, to this project. Yeah. Right. And I think Josh, I, I think uh, Colin and Jacob see that. Yeah, definitely. It helps. Uh, it helps keep me in line seeing somebody else that's uh, that's doing it successfully in another project, right? Especially in those in the starting stages. It's. Um, I think that's why I, it was so easy for me to to jump from pucker up into this band with him like it was a no-brainer for me mm-hmm. um just somebody i enjoyed working with somebody that uh, when i first started playing um music with him you know every time i'd come into the jam space i get nervous and i mean i i see that as good nerves right because i wanted to um fill that spot to the to the level he was expecting right and uh so yeah it put it put a lot of pressure on me like initially joining with pucker up i remember coming in and just being like oh man like this is this is strange right you know i was in my comfort zone for years and and then yeah stepping in there but i mean now it's you know they're like family like all these guys it's it's just a natural process but um yeah i think we all have the common goal of of striving to be better and progressing right it's not it's uh it's not a band for fun it's it's a band that i I actually want to see see how far we can go right it's not something you know a lot of guys can do forever and i'm not i'm not here to join a cover band and do the the you know your local bar shows for the rest of my life if i can it pays well yeah. <laughs> i've heard actually <laughs> but yeah no if well. i if i if i can really get to those those bigger stages and you know play with some of these bands that i look up to that's that would be great right like that's that's the dream for myself at least just want to do cool shit man uh just want to do cool shit and i see that colin just wants to do cool shit we have that common goal of doing cool shit it's all anybody should ever want to do cool shit thank you for listening to this episode of regulars anonymous if you want to find out more about our guests please check the bio below for all their links and information Thank you for supporting by subscribing and following the show. I might see you out there and have no idea who you are.